we are behaving today. Good. I thought you were going to hijack my podcast yet again. <laughs> and like, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. My name is Rufaro. <laughs> the usual VS. There is I don't no have more VS like today. Good. Good. I'm probably I'm tired. Mm. Woke up at like 5 a.m. For nothing, actually. I slept at 1 p.m. 1 a.m. See, my brain is like off right now. Good. <laughs> Good. And I wrote this beautiful script. That Valentine's series is absolute trash. It is trash. Trash is what trash does. Like, I am trash, therefore I know what trash is. I'm not going to use it, though. We're not going to use any of that. If you're using it, I won't be here. I'm joking, Rufaro. Look at Rufaro. It's like, <laughs> I can't do this. I can't do this. As, yeah. long, as long as you have coffee in your house, then, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> oh, man. You don't have coffee in your house. I'm not a coffee drinker. How can you not have coffee in your house even for visitors? Okay. I'll buy coffee just for visitors. Okay, if you're going to buy coffee, buy Jacobs. Like, okay. Because I'll be, I'm your only visitor. <laughs> Or if you can't, you know what you could do? You can buy the, the the coffee grounds, right? Yeah. And then buy an espresso, an espresso machine. Yeah. So we can make, like, proper Americano. Just so that when you come, you get Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Just because when he comes, he wants that. Get what I want. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a very, very... I think it's been the biggest break I've had on Taking Curry. It's been two weeks. It's the last episode. Really? I don't think it's been months. Man, I think it's like three months or four. It's not three you months. Know? It's not three months. It's not three months. I think it's been two weeks. Yeah. A week at the best. I'll, ch- I'll check the stats. So, as usual, I'm Valentine, editor, takes him, joined by Edwin, who is to my left. Yeah. Left. Who is media producer, all, down, all around Mr. Magician. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, the man who makes the impossible happen. Yeah. And then there's this dude who just, who just lives. Rent free in all of our heads. Referral. Yeah. Yeah. You freeloader. Ex taxi. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yes, I, they, they must know. They must know. You left us high and dry, man. Uh, left us a critical point. I'm just joking. Referral's never left. So. He just decided to leave. Well, like, like, a, like, a, like a thief in the night. <laughs> How's the weather? The weather's great. Really hot. Yeah, it's great. Weather's not great. Says the man wearing long sleeves. Yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you roll them up, yes, but you're in like a full formal attire. You were, you were prepared for this. I man. was ready to like this guy was character ready. for the script. You might be wondering what's the script for. So the script is for a car review, and I was like prepared. Woke up, got my outfit, everything's clean, past my shoes, shoe shining man. Hey. And I'm like calling one time. I'm like, where are you? Yeah, like, I said I'll come at seven thirty, and I'm like, don't you say six thirty? And think you know 6.30 in the morning, where am I going? To get the golden hour shots in the morning. Oh my god, we got good shots in the morning. Yeah, we still need golden hour shots. In England, it's a bit. Yeah. So yeah, so today we're also talking about cars. Actually, we're not so just talking about cars. Yeah, we're talking about buying cars. Well, so, cars themselves as assets, yeah. so acquiring cars, and then value preservation of cars. So the whole yeah. maintenance process to, to keep the car at... A, at so you won't get the money you you paid for the car because yeah. it's obviously it's going to depreciate. Yeah. But to maintain it to a point where you can sell it for a reasonable amount of money in comparison to what you've got. So it's just going through the whole maintenance process of you know getting a car, what to do first when you get a car, yeah. and then move from there. Or what to do before you get the car. Well, to so you your your journey was different because your car was imported, mine was local. Yeah. So you know go through the process of how you got your car from wherever it was into into <laughs> Zimbabwe smuggled. <laughs> across the border. You know how it is. Yeah. It is, it is. Um, okay. What to begin with? 
So I think the journey starts with research. Um, I think the most important thing, as people might say, or as you might have heard, try to figure out. <laughs> See, his mic is low. And the fun part about it is, like, you're, you're doing the gestures, right? And, and there's, there's a camera pointed at you. And I'm not used to having like, cameras pointed. Press W to move the mic up. Okay, move the mic up, bro. Is it okay now? Yes, I, I think I can hear you better now. Okay. Oh, more. Where was that? Okay. So, journey starts with research, right? So, um, I think the most important thing is get the car that you want. And that then means you have to spend... Uh, a sizable amount of time. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. This is Rafaro being very generous. How many options did we have before we even got to, to, to getting to the car that you wanted? A lot of options. Yeah. yeah. And how long did it take? How long did it take? Just this, to decide this, on... This car was just started in August, I think. In August. The car yeah. comes in started in August. After I got mine. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I cannot be left behind. I must, I must surpass it. The only motivation one is this trio. We don't want the group average to be low. Oh, <laughs> we are looking at you. You are looking at the group average right now. Come on. Uh, oh, it's, it's okay. It's fine. It's a matter of time. Uh, so, yeah. Look into the market, what card you want, and go for it. So what options did you start with? So the thing is, I wanted to make an economical decision. I wanted to make a decision that makes sense. Um... And I, I think that's when you then start to really question yourself, like, am I doing this for other people or for myself? Because if you try to make the decision that makes sense to everyone who's going to look at you, you might end up resenting the car. So, for example, you know, you really, okay, not for example, but I really wanted a VW Golf, right? GTI to be specific, but then I was like, okay, let me get, you know, a sensible decision. I was like, fit, and I was like, no. I don't think I'd want to hold up it. So we then found the Toyota Blade, which looked really nice as well. And I was like, okay, maybe get that. And, you know, it's a car that when people see you in that car, um, like for my age, I won't tell you how old I am. But it's it's a car that makes sense. You'll be like, oh, okay, yeah. I don't know my name on a Land Rover or something, right? Because uh, then like, oh, yeah, if you're driving a really expensive car, um, People might just view differently. Like, okay, was that really wise? You know, shouldn't it be asked? You know? But why? The, why all of these conversations are happening in your head? Because essentially, you're supposed to be making yourself happy with this purchase. So that's the thing. That's what I'm trying to explain. That you really have to be clear about that. That you shouldn't do this for other people. You should do it for yourself. Because at the end of the day, you're the one who's going to wake up, get into that car, drive it, go to the shops, or do an event or somewhere else. So I think the pressure is just there. It's just like wanting to be a doctor or a lawyer. Because, you know, people are like, yeah, you know, I get a prescription room, so, right? Uh, but if you decide to be an artist or something, people are like, mm, does that really make sense? I think I can divert it. The doctor, because, you know, that makes sense, you know, it's tried and tested, or whatever. So, it's a safety net. Yes, it's a safety net. So that's why you might easily then just buy a really, like, you know, good car that's known to be maintenance, it's going to be really cheap. And it's going to last a long time. Fuel consumption is really low, so you know you can go really far with it. Um, case in point, for Honda Fit, really popular in Zimbabwe because it's a it's a reliable it's a reliable car. It's, it's not it's not reliable. It, it, it works for most people. Yeah, but it's it's just numerous. Like yeah. it's mm. not a reliable car, but it's just numerous. There's so many of them that parts makers have to not parts uh, suppliers mm. have to hoard parts for them because it's a big market. Mm. The car itself, the trans, if you don't do it well enough, the trans will go on you. Yeah. Um, I've seen a couple of people who've actually said that the fit trends went on them. 
Uh, the electricals, the electrical gremlins have to be checked in transmission. transmission. So your gearbox, yeah. automatic gearbox. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm not a cap fanatic, so oh, for these, some these of terms, these things you just need to say them. It was, it's like the Phantom Power thing, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guys, like Phantom. What, what, I'm like, what's a Phantom? Power and then you're like 24, 24 volts. volts, and I'm like, okay, you, you know, not explain. The problem is, I, I, always, I always think I'm talking to Ed because yeah. with Ed, I explain what something is, he understands <laughs> it's some sort of electrical source, and then he immediately it, he joins it in his head. Yeah, you, it's like, I have to like lay it up, okay, <laughs> explain like I'm fine. The power for the microphone, what yes. type of microphone to work, and then Ed had to do the explaining yeah. that I was too lazy to do. And oh, it makes sense yeah. So, anyway, it's the transmission. I think Ed also, you know, with my transmission in my MFH, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, a, a friend of mine had one, and another friend of mine had one. Uh, recently, a friend of mine bought a Fit Hybrid, and it had a goofy transmission. Not as bad as the, for obviously for the poor who are listening, old shape. Old shape. <laughs> old shape. Although, <laughs> in a model, yeah. You know? But with the old shape, I wonder, man, my old shape. I It's like, a, I don't know what you mean when you say old shape. Uh, but Fit is, is yeah, it's... It's like a what's it called, my Alion or yeah. my Ranex. Ranex. Yeah. It's not good they're reliable. It's just good they're numerous. So yeah. it's easier to find parts for them. Yeah. But you went completely the other way and you then followed your dream and got exactly what you wanted. Not. Yeah. So it's then. Exactly. Almost. It's then that. Almost. Yeah. You might might get hit by a bus tomorrow. Why are you using <laughs> my analogy? Why are you my analogy? Steal it, man. And it works. It does come to that, you know, if. If you have the money and you can, because you also don't want to just be reckless and go buy bins when you then can't afford to maintain it. Of course, yeah. You do need to just sit down. Spreadsheets, spreadsheets, spreadsheets are like the secret superpower of adults. Like, there's so many spreadsheets that I have, man, for a lot of different things. So open up a spreadsheet. Try to find out. So what I did, I went to the, the most expensive place for servicing the car. Asked them how much would it cost to service the car. They told me, I'm like, oh, okay, I write that down. And they told me if you're doing a major service this much, minor services this much, um, if the gearbox goes put, you're looking at roughly this much because, you know, BW Go with the DSG gearbox, it's a really special thing. That's like, it's terrible to explain what, <laughs> what it's all about. It's basically a double clutch gearbox. Like, DSG just makes it sound fancy. It's yeah. just a double clutch automatic gearbox. It's what results in the brap. Yeah. <laughs> DSG gives it the brap. So. So after crunching the numbers, they made sense for me. Um, and then it comes to that dream thing. So like what it was saying, almost, you know. So yeah, so I, I could have gotten a GTI, but you know, the TSI was there and it was just good enough. So I think the other thing is also when you're like, it's not like we have a dealership. Can you put the mic in the direct line of, of your face? Like in the direct line of where you're talking. Like we talked about this before. Sorry. And I remember setting it up for you. It's too high, man. Okay, this is good. Tilt it up a bit. Is this good? Yeah, it's good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, good. 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 You could have gotten the, the GTI, but then... Yeah, but then I got the TSR because it was just good enough. So the other thing is, you know, when you're searching, it's not like you're buying from a dealership where they've got, a, you know, choice. You know, you can pick the exact model that you want. So because you're buying, you, like from dealers, right? Uh, car dealers, not like... Drug dealers. dealers. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they have limited stock you know they might have a gti but it's the gti 5 and maybe you want the 6 or the 7 right uh, so that then influences you and then the whole so 6 and 7 is mark 6 or mark 7 yeah mark 6 or mark 7 right and that then influence your purchase decision because you might be like okay this is a 2010 model but you know there's that whole 10 year thing when you're importing cars you know like okay, i want one that's a bit more recent 
so that the headache of that whole process is not there for you. Um, and it just so happened that there was a TSI, BW Golf 6 TSI from 2012, and ticked a lot of the boxes, and the specific configuration was really good. It wasn't the base one, it's the mid one between the highest and the base. So I was like, okay, let me go for this one. First car, entry point, as close to the dream as possible. It's a 1.4 liter engine, so you know fuel consumption is going to be okay, but with the turbo, it's also going to be dangerously fast. So, so yeah, so that's how I ended up deciding to get the VW Golf TSI instead of the GTI. Yeah. So yeah. on dangerously fast, oh, there'll be naysayers there who say speed is relative. Yeah, the car is quick. Yeah. It's, it's quick. Like for, let me say for what it is, but like most German engineered cars, straight line speed is not necessarily a problem. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. It's not a problem. Uh, TSIs, GTIs, that with the higher you go the golf range, the quicker and responsive they become. So it's it's not necessarily a case of it's going to be slow. And it's one of those where like um, when you're looking at the roads that we have in here, it's fast enough. They're not yeah. that wide. Yeah. You don't have those many straightaways, and more importantly, they're not always that smooth. So in terms of just getting yourself from point A to point B quickly, it's one of those cars where. You know, you leave home and then before you even realize you've arrived where you're going and you're like, yeah. oh, okay, well, that was quick. And then uh, I guess he can speak more to that. Yeah, how the, just easy it is to get this. So I hope you're not going to diverge from the, from the topic. Oh, we're not. We're not. Um, keeping a mental note. Okay. So, <clears throat> so the car is not made for Zimbabwe. Like what you're just saying, you know, the roads are not just wide, conditions, portals and stuff. And the roads become the limitation of the car because you really don't want to hit a portal with that car at a really high speed because, whoo, yeah, it's gonna, it, the wallet's gonna burn to fix it. Um, but yeah, it's really fast if you're in a highway and it's clean, no portals, straight, good road condition. Yeah, it's scary how you can get to high speed without feeling it. I think that's the best way to explain it. Once you cross around 140, I think you will start to know that, okay, I'm in uncharted territory now. And these guys felt something. Apparently, the car lowers itself. I, I did not feel it, but I knew I was closer to the ground. I, I, I did not feel it, you know, going down. But I did feel the change in how the car felt. It felt like I was closer to the ground. Like rubber moving, and it, it's like I feel you know, the ground. I'm disappointing this is. What? The fact that you, number one, don't have a butt dyno. You can't feel the power <laughs> of the car through your butt. Number two, you can't feel suspension changes through your butt. Through your butt. When something breaks, how are you going to know that my car is not all right? Through my butt? You know, yes, through, through, through your butt. Your butt. butt tells you everything. For example, when my upper control arm bushings went, yeah. I felt something on the left. Like when the car was shifting, I could feel there was something on the left side of the car. That was not right. <laughs> through my butt. <laughs> I think I would feel that. Because I know how it feels. But you, if you can't feel the car squatting, I was sitting in the back when we were going up that other that road, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, did you feel that?" And you're like, "I didn't feel anything." You don't have a suspension butt meter. Neither do you have a butt dyno. <laughs> okay, give me a solution. You're I, giving me problems. I think you have to drive it more. I think yeah. drive it more and pay attention to it a lot more. Like mm. the feeling of it in itself. Like pay t- paying attention to it. It's not. It's not necessarily your butt that has to feel. I mean, it's <laughs> it's it's just called you know feeling it through your butt. But it's like yeah. more. What can I say? Um, it's more paying attention to what the car itself is doing. Mm. So not being overwhelmed by the, the speed of it and then not trying to pick up on other things instead of just, you know, 
the, the rush came first. But that comes with time. Yeah, okay. so I think it's that that I was, you know, overwhelmed by the speed. And it's definitely God that's not for faint other people. Because, yeah, if I'm going for two minutes, you'll be out of the road. Like, you're, you're, you're probably speaking to like several 700 fit drivers right now. We're like, faint had it for Faint had it for what? We make our own roads. Sorry, yeah, yeah. You drive responsibly. If, if, you, if you get one of those, any golf, I think you be a responsible person as I you. I'm on YouTube early. Yeah. Um, so I went the opposite of what Rafara did. Mm. I went for utility instead of style. So not really style. <laughs> no, no, right? no. I, I'm not saying you went for the style of the car. It was so a the dream car. car. Is useful for me. Yes, for, for you, for your use case. Yeah. I'm saying for me, it's, I, I was thinking in utility because yeah. I'm not only just based on that. Yeah. So I go to places where I would need a car that can traverse those things. Oh, okay. So my little sister's car is an SUV. Mm. Because there's no way that we're going to have one. The, my, my old sister's Mercedes, which is just, you know, it can go there, but it's, yeah, you big it Exactly. It's no mechanical mm. So, and you last, you saw the boom spray I was carrying the last yeah. time going there. So that's the kind of, you know, some uh, uh, all weather sort of vehicle. Uh, so getting it was not really a problem. It was local. The problem for me was, and I think we'll get to you on this part, is the first stage maintenance. So when you get a car taking it for its first service because you don't know the driving habits of the last person. You don't know what they've been doing with the car. You don't know the state of the number of the components. So the one thing that scared me was that the timing belt hadn't been changed. And the car is 130,000, 128,000 kilometers on it. That's scary because at about 100,000, you should change it. Yeah. Or it'll snap. And then with these things, it'll lose timing and then bend a bunch of valves. Yeah. So I didn't want that. So got the... So it's prices now. What What is weird is that to buy a timing belt is like 21 bucks. So I bought a Continental, it's like 20, 21, 22 bucks. To get it fitted, the labor is 80 bucks. <laughs> make it make sense. It's a whole lot of stuff you need to remove. No, man. no, no, but how can, how, it takes about an hour. Yeah. About an hour. So the whole, so the whole first service is changing the fluids, the fuel, the fuel filter, so in case you haven't guessed the truck. Uh, fuel filter, um, we had to guess. <laughs> it's a truck. You never know. You never know. So it's, it's a truck. It's a, a Ford Ranger T5. So fuel, fuel filter, uh, oil filter, air filter, uh, changing the oil. The coolant was fine because we checked. Uh, I also had to buy a new brake, not brake, uh, clutch master cylinder because the other one, the kids failed. So I had to replace that one 31 bucks. So that wasn't really the problem. The clutch had to be fixed because without that, I'm not going anywhere. But the timing belt was scary because it's like, yeah, if this thing bends, if this thing snaps and bends, and bends valves, that's an engine overhaul. Yep. And that's 800, 900 bucks. Yep. And ain't, ain't nobody got time for that. So yeah. it's it's better to absorb the foam. So that's what I was thinking. Get as much fixed on it as possible early, like the mechanical engine stuff, and then start moving down to the suspension, and then get that to a point where you can leave it until whenever. So timing belt was the first thing. So timing belt twenty four bucks to get it fixed is eighty bucks. It took it took about an uh, about forty five minutes to get the to get it replaced. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me in in the in the in the time it takes to do a timing belt change. Only time, and this is not; these aren't independent mechanic prices. Mm-hmm. This is transive. These are, you know, fitment shops. Are seventy, eighty bucks? You're telling me that in that space, that person earns, or not that person, but they make eighty dollars an hour from removing a bunch of clips, front cover clips, removing a tensioner, and then you know, putting a, a top dead center, making the marking, the markings line up, a top dead center, replacing the timing belt, and putting back the tensioner. That's eighty bucks worth of work. Yeah. So I guess it's one of those things where I'm assuming it makes a lot more sense if you're doing like a bulk service where it's just one of the things they're changing. Yeah. No, it, it was one of the things. It was a full service, yeah. but the time belt was part of it. Yeah. But I even asked you, why would you charge 80 bucks for full service, including timing belt? 
like transit was 70 bucks just the timing belt change. Mm. My mechanic charged me if for the entire fluid change and whatnot or filter change 80 bucks. Which I still heard but made sense mm. because it's under the car. I mean, I could do it myself. Mm. Only problem is I want someone to blame. Something goes wrong, <laughs> like, yeah, bruh, listen, by the way, you got paid, man. Yeah. But it, it's, it's so expensive, the first hurdle to get the car to the point where you, it's now yours. Mm. You're now falling on your mistakes. That's now you're pretty much, you're, it's now in your hands and your driving habits will show from now on. Yeah. Worse still when you get suspension. So remember, when to Dombo Shower, front left, it's making a weird noise. <laughs> I have no idea what it is. I thought it was a ball joint. I remember calling it, I'm like, ball joint. And he said, it was like, ball joint, it's not. It's probably not, it's but we had to check. Yeah. We checked, the ball joint's in here. The upper control arm bushings had failed. Mm. So it was like, the left side usually dies because of the Zimbabwean roads. Um, you're always, the left wheel is always seeing the most fire. And he mm. even said that in the so, uh, Ford Ranger T5 and BT50 are essentially the same car, same platform. So the left side will die first because it's always in potholes and it's always going off the road and things like that. So he said the top will die most frequently than the lowest because the lowest are a little bit more robust. Mm. And guess how much that was? Any guesses? Okay, the 50? Labor was 50 bucks. Ah, ah. Yeah. And the bushings? The bushings were 5,300 for one bushing. Huh. 11,000 for two. Okay. Yes. Yeah. How many dollars are you? Oh, depending on what rate you're using. That's. Or using bank rate because we bought them at Clover And they said they don't use. I wanted to pay in USD, but they're like, mm-hmm. dude, pay in. Go and find local currency. Mm-hmm. So I had some in my card. So it's like, mm-hmm. let's just use the money that's in my card because they're like, it's actually much cheaper for you. To pay in local currency because with the rate, it's funny that they actually know that the rate is insane. Mm. With the rate mm. being the way it is, they know it's better for you to pay for things in local currency because they're using the bank rate. Yeah. yeah. So it was for two bushings, it was five thousand something for, for, for both, and then you need to get them removed and press fit. Yeah. So fifteen bucks to do that because it's two two sides. Remove and press fit, which was mm. really annoying. I'm like, last time when I came to do my bearing press because I changed the bearing when I bought the car. It was only to press, to press it was five bucks. But a bearing is easier than doing, uh, yeah, pushing it. Because yeah. you have to, that beats them out. Because they were at the point where they were not going to, they were not coming out of the, yeah. out, out yeah. of the thing. But it into the suspension. Yeah. So I guess that's, uh, that kind of speaks to like the whole process of car ownership, especially if it's a new, well, not a new car, but for the person who's bought it, a new car mm. for them. Like, um, just understanding the flow of account. what to start with. You know, like you want to start with the engine or you want to start with the suspension or I have a faulty door. So I'm going to start with that because I still remember when. Faulty door. Because <laughs> <laughs> like I remember when, when when we bought our car, it was second hand. It, it was a Mercedes and it was um, it's like my mom was more interested in the cosmetic side of things. So she's like, ah, oh, I'm, I'm not too, you know, these scratches don't look fancy. Can we figure out a way of covering them up? Um, there's some things in the upholstery that need to be, you know, tucked in, tweaked, polished, mm-hmm. fixed in, put in place, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think there, like a lot of people are going, are going to worry about the stuff that they immediately see and interact with mm-hmm. more than the stuff that's all nicely tucked away in a bonnet or 
under the body of the yeah. car. Like, uh, so, so I guess it's one of those way. What, what for you, if I like, when you, I'm, I'm pretty sure when you got the car, you sent it to a service center. Oh, did they recommend that Places. you start with this? Places. <laughs> when or... you're talking about your fingers, I was like, I'm going to shut up. No, <laughs> obviously, mine is, mine is by far cheaper because it's a BT50. The platform is a local car that you can find, you know, anywhere. You can go to any, any parts store and you can get parts. It's, it's, it's interchangeable with a number of platforms. Yeah. That's the beauty of mine. Yours, on the other hand, my titles, I get them like, <laughs> no, but I, I, it wasn't like a change that you had to. It wasn't a have to make. It was a recommendation because you yeah, just changed it, and you just wanted to be played safe. Get it out of the way. And if you if you feel the steering feel of his car, it's like it's really good. Like the suspension itself in, in its totality is still very good. Mm. So how much of the tires? Tell the ladies and gentlemen how much the tires. <laughs> uh, so I think the good thing is like that whole research period, right? So because I spoke to. All of you guys, like a long, through a long time, debated. What a day, by the way. Because a lot of input from what Yeah, so I got a lot of information on hey, you probably want to do ABCD first, right? So it was a no brainer for me to like, okay, these guys are saying get it surfaced. You know, you might be dry, right? So you're out of funds, but at least you know that you service this car, and when you move to go to the grocery shop or whatever, you know your car is good. Then for you to Keep money in your pocket, and you're like, ah, it doesn't say they sign after six months or three months or whatever, but you're still using the car because you won't like stop. Yeah. You know, you have to go to the shops or out with your friends or family, or whatever. You just get into the car, drive, and go, but you keep on damaging it. Um, so that was the first thing that I did. Uh, car came, um, hey, how long did I wait? I think I waited two weeks, two or three weeks, um, uh, before it like physically was in front of me. And I think that's like the, the worst wait, because now money's gone. Pockets <laughs> are dry. If you're an overthinker, that's like the worst Because yep. now you start, your mind starts to run around. Okay, what's going to happen at the border? You know, is something going to go wrong? You know, when it's then coming from Page Bridge to Harare, what's going to go on? You know, um, so fortunately, I right, safe and, and sound. And according to, you know, the people with the band, but muscles that can... The car, you know, you both said the car is like in pristine condition. So it arrived with 58,000 kilometers. Slow. And slow. it was surfaced around 50. So it was really close to, to being due. And then it actually became due, I think, a week after I had it. Instantly went to the service center and they surfaced it and they said, hey, everything's really fine. And then they mentioned the brakes things. And like, hey, okay, um, this, this thing that we found, because like they, they do the oil, oil change, uh, what else? filters, spark plugs, um, so they do that and then they remove all the wheels, they do a full inspection of the car and then they'll then write up a report to say, hey, we saw this, so they'll call you and write, hey, we saw this, do you want us to close up your car or do you want us to fix it? And if you want us to fix it, it's going to cost you this much. And they can then fix it and then close it and if they don't have the parts, then they'll tell you, okay, you need to order the parts and there's a like, lay-by time, not lay-by, let's go to it. Wait time. wait time. Yes, that's a waste time. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fancier word. Lead time, I think. Ah, class. Yes. Yeah, there is a fancy word. So there's a lead time before the cost income. So you can then decide to pay a deposit and then they, they come later. So so that was the first thing that I did. Service. Car is surfaced. I'm, I'm told everything's fine. And, you know, my heart is like a piece. I'm like, Whew. it was expensive, but Whew. it could have been really, really worse. Mm-hmm. If, you know, suspension allowed or something else was really, really broken. So that was the, f- the first thing. 
But outside of that, I think you might then forget the other little things, you know, fire extinguisher, triangles, yep. four wheel spanner, your ratchets, um, your reflectors, a jack. If you really want to be sure, a tire pressure pump, you know, uh, compressor things. Like compressor, yeah, compressor. Um, I think that's about it. Um, a jack and so on. I think that's that's, that's, so that's, that's about. Um, so you would also want to, you know, budget that. So budget for the car. Budget for the service, initial service. Have a little bit extra in case there's something else critical that mm. needs to happen. And then budget for the other smaller things that you just have to have in your car for safety purposes. And yeah, I think you'll be you'll be okay. Yeah, I did the same thing. It killed me the second month. So after my major service, that's when I went and got got the energy, the toe strap, because in case you break down, yeah. you know, toe strap is is really it's the one thing I really want to use. <laughs> I want to tell someone one day. It's mm. still very clean. Um, jump I hope it's not gonna be me. <laughs> yeah, I hope it's you. <laughs> depends on de- depends on the escapades. Yeah, yeah. depends on the escapades. So toe toe strap is, I think, probably the most important thing because if you if you stop if you are stopped beside the road and there's no recovery for anyone to be able to help you, they need to be able to tow you. Mm. If you don't have something to be towed with, how can you be helped? So you need just things so you can be like sort of helped. So jump leads and toe strap are pretty much route one. Jumpers, yeah, yeah. get your yeah. jumpers. Um, get good quality jumpers too because there's some in electro sales. That are iffy, that I bought a while back. No, I feel like you have to inspect the stuff that I got. <laughs> yeah, I'm not so, sure. So, so that's the funny thing with jump leads, eh? So, um, again, like I said, our Mercedes second hand. So the alternator was about to, it actually went actually, the alternator died. Mm-hmm. And we weren't sure that it was the alternator because there were a couple of things mm-hmm. that we thought were faulty on it. So, um, the first thing that we thought of was the, the brakes because whenever, it, like it was, it has what they call an SBC. So it's basically electronic brake assist. So it's, yeah, there's the whole pump action thing going on, but because it's such a heavy car, it then has a motor to pump in more pressure into the brake line so that it gets you it that assistive brake. <laughs> so, so that thing felt weird because it was always running. We thought it would build up pressure and then only release it when it needs to, but it was always running. And the other one was the, um, I'm forgetting the other one, but there were two things that we thought were consuming too much power and they were overwhelming the alternator. We then figured it out later when it actually broke down on us that, you know what, the batteries weren't charging. So it wasn't the fact that we assumed the batteries were dead because we changed both batteries and Mm. the main one, we changed it twice within the space of three years. So... Ugh, felt like we've changed it a bit too frequently. Yeah. And the front one, I think we only changed it once the auxiliary battery mm. or like the accessories and stuff. So it was one of those where you were like, ah, you know, we get this thing checked out and we then figure out that it's this expensive. We then threw in a new alternator and everything started working perfectly in terms of electronics, but that brake thing still kept running. So then sent it to Zimoko. So apparently on that model of Mercedes, it's the W211, the, I think 2002 to 2008 E-Class. So it had an issue with that part of the, of the braking system. It was well known and documented to the point that there is actually a 25-year warranty for that part. Oh, wow. By Mercedes. It's a quarter of a century. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> like, I was like, a 25-year warranty. Wow. So, like, if it is to break down, mm. Mercedes should swap it out for a new one for free. Nice. So, 
yeah, it was one of those things that we then have you had to like do go to a dealer and fortunately we went to like Simoko and they were like, Hey, um, yeah, we understand this thing is is actually a problem on this model Mercedes. Mm. So we're just gonna check if we have it in stock. But if you don't have it in stock, you might have to wait for it until it arrives. So we then had to, it didn't take long. I think it took about one and a half, two weeks for it to arrive. Mm. So it wasn't a really long wait. Plus it's a car that we don't use too frequently. So that made sense. But it was one of those things where, like, if you are servicing your car at the right places, there are some of these services that they can offer you that can bail you out of (laughs) falling into a money pit. Yeah. Like, so long as you just keep everything in check. So, like... The fact that we were always servicing our Mercedes at Sumoko, mm. and they have a license to service these vehicles from Germany, yeah. it made it easier for them to then fulfill our warranty. So instead of paying four thousand US dollars so for that thing, because that's how much it costs, uh, we got it for free. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, it's, it's just it's just one of those it's just one of those little things. Yeah, but it's it's a little part, but then it, it's such a massive headache to know what's what's draining your your, your battery because the battery is something that you can never really nail down as to what it is yeah. but you can do the troubleshooting are the leads on properly are the terminals okay mm. if everything like that is fine You're it's good. the alternator it's the alternator it, they're not it's literally not charging so yeah. it's it was a pain like using because the leads we have are faulty ah so it would not like if you wanted to jump start it the leads didn't have enough contact to get enough current to the car mm. so that it cranks so whatever it is that we tried doing did not work. So like you know you might you might be stranded just because of faulty things. Yeah. yeah. But again, it, it's it's all in that the, the upkeep of the vehicle itself is like it's it's a it, it's a it's a journey to be I think for lack of a better term because you have to check every especially the the things that have anything rotating needs to be taken care of. So anything rotating and moving has to be taken care of. Anything that has contact electricity, you need to take need care, to of take care of it. So stuff like fuses, you might think they're silly to keep spare fuses in your car, but it's actually really smart yeah. to keep just a set of every single set of fuses you've got. Because I've got 15, 10 and 15 because I've got the I, I need those in my car. So funny enough, I ran into a lady uh, last weekend at Groombridge Spa. Mm. Her car was smoking, same model as mine, but not the XLT. Hers was the was 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 the standard version. And she said it was smoking from the fuse box, from under the steering. I'm like, well, there's nothing under the steering besides the fuse box. Mm. So it's definitely a fuse box. I'm like, have you had the fuse thing? So luckily, the guy from Zuva was already there pulling out fuses. So he's trying to use the diagram that's there to find the one for the hooter because that's the one that was changed. So instead of buying a new fuse, the, the tech who dealt with it had bridged the fuse with the strong gauge wire. So when it overheated, the wire would break, right? Yeah. But this gauge wire just continued and it started burning. So even when I touched the fuse, it was still it was very so hot. hot yeah. So it's like, yeah, these things aren't expensive. It's like a buck for a whole case of them, like a dollar for yeah. literally a whole case of new, like all the, the, the fuses. Yeah. Just to, yeah, why don't you just keep a set in your car? So I, luckily I had like two, but I had, I think a, a five amp, I think and a 15. I needed a 10, the, the red one, and I didn't have a 10. I'm like, I'm sorry, I've only got like a 15. No, a blue. My one's 15 was red. No, I've only got a, a, I don't have the one that, that that's for that slot. But we can remove it. And you can go like that and then get it replaced. Just know what the fuse is, but don't get it bridged. Because that's how cars burn down. That's how they burn. And in that, she didn't have a fire extinguisher. She was not scared to go home. I had to sacrifice my fire extinguisher, guys. 
But again, I, I think I, I explained it to Ed. I'm like, no, it was a selfish reasons because if a car burns down and I had a fire extinguisher and I see it on the news, I'd be like, yeah, I could have done that. I could have done something for someone. No, not something for someone, but you could have prevented that by just simply giving away an object. Yeah. And she's like, I think the daughter was like, oh, you're being nice. I'm like, this is selfish. 110% selfish reasons. Yeah. Like, I just want to make sure that you get home. I don't, I don't want it on my conscience. I want to forget. So buying a fire extinguisher is not expensive. like, what, 14 bucks at Transit. Yeah. You know, it's even cheaper if you buy it in, in local currency. So it's it's not it's not an expensive purchase it, relatively compared to buying an entire car that's burnt down or trying to rebuild a fuse box or get a new fuse box after it's yeah. burnt a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So again, in retrospect, the longer you wait with something, especially when you hear a problem, the greater the problem is going to become because it's not it's not independent. Yeah. It's relying on a number of different parts. So I guess that switches to what I want to talk about next is like value preservation. So I'm guessing all of you have been to car sales or you've been on Facebook Marketplace and you've seen the prices people are charging for cars mm-hmm. and you're like, number one, I'm going to save Yeah. Like zero. We don't know when the last sales for this car. No one's got to and <laughs> this is a <spinging>. Yeah. <laughs> Kick and go. Quick sale. I'm like, it's honestly, smooth drive. Smooth drive. I'm like, lady driven. <laughs> lady driven. But never trust lady driven. Have you, okay, all offense given. Have you seen how some ladies drive on the roads? No, thank you. No mechanical no, sympathy whatsoever. No, it's like buying a motor against lady driven is like buying a mechanic's car. Never buy a mechanic's car. Because he fixes it just enough for it to work. Yeah. So I was like, ah, nah, nah, nah. And there's no, there's no service history. There is, uh, cause like I've, I've started compiling all the receipts I spent on the car, all the service stickers you then get, cause yeah. my mechanic is like certified. So he gives me, he gives me, um, service stickers and whatnot to say, your next service is this, we change this. So all the, the serial numbers for the, the oil and stuff, we write them down so that, you know, you keep compiling the record of the intervals you service the car. So by the time you want to then sell it or whatever or trade up or whatnot, you can at least show the next person that, yeah, it's been maintained. To a point, I've replaced this. You won't need to replace this for another. Will be ten or fifteen years. Yeah. Stuff like upper control arm bushings and ball joints, stuff like that. Just I, 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 I bought spares just to keep, just in the event that something like that happens. Hopefully, I don't have to give them to someone else who has a problem. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's service records are are very important to keep uh, because back in the day when you used to buy cars, I'm old, like given away my age, people would say it comes with the service history. So you'd see, like for example, at my Mazda. I'm take or Julie's. Yeah. You then see the book regulating what I can take and change for each and then you can go, oh no, I need to change this part. Mind you, these days, and then you want to go for a test drive. People yeah. are now selling cars at the very brink of them breaking. Yeah. yeah. So you get a car, and like, mm, something is going wrong with this car. So I always recommend if you're going to go buy any car, if especially if it's local, go with the mechanic. Yeah. If you're a mechanic, let them go and let them inspect because if you go without a mechanic, you buy a car that's on its last legs, but you can't see it. Because remember, these guys can wash them. Polish them and clean the engine. Because mm-hmm. remember, Ed, when we saw my engine, we're like, it's super clean. Yeah. And then we drove, I think, for another month. And then we opened the hood again to look for leaks, for oil leaks and streaks, and they weren't any. Mm-hmm. We showed the engine hadn't been opened. If it, if it had an oval, whoever did it, did it well. You love for it not to leak. Mm-hmm. There was a bit of dust on the turbo burst because I hadn't changed the air filter, which, again, is something that I didn't know that you must change frequently because that's how you break turbos. The, the what's called the 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 the, the bearing on the yeah, turbo the bearing the, on the turbo the, yeah. the, the turbine's bearing you if it gets dust and debris that's how you break turbos yeah so the, all those little things and it's all compiled now to the point that if I want to trade up something else I guess it's easier for the other person to trust yeah. because everything is there all the boxes are there yeah. the timing belt you need to change it at two hundred thousand kilometers yeah. or two hundred and thirty thousand kilometers it's going to last a hundred thousand kilometers so you don't need to and it's a continental which is 
the one that my mechanic and even the guys at transit were like yeah for your model this is probably the best one to get there's a peace of mind you can get in uh the, the ford one or the mazda one but this is the one they recommend so again it might seem expensive to get those little parts but i think it preserves the value more of the of, of the item if you keep it at a at a respectable level so even like tie chains and stuff they are 35 dollar uh linglongs you can get oh yeah like that, that one, you still remember that one I pointed out yeah, on that, the, on that uh, it had a blister in the middle <laughs> of the thing. <laughs> like like in the middle of the thread, there was a blister. I'm yeah. like, no. On a Jeep, no. That's what hurts me. That's what hurts me. When someone gets a really, really nice car, they just treat it like trash. No, but Zimbabweans, that's the culture, right? Zimbabweans treat cars like disposable things. Mm. They treat cars because my ex-japs, uh, my ex-japs will keep coming. So you keep buying Honda Fits. Buy the mm-hmm. fit, use it like trash, sell it to the next person. You don't shika shika for years. It then breaks down. It's not parts. Mm-hmm. So people aren't preserving what they have. It's like people don't understand. We don't have anywhere to put these cars when they come. So let's just maintain what we have. Yeah. Because we treat cars like disposable things. What value are, are you passing on to the next person? And want to incentivize the next person to also hold value in, in in those cars. So I mean, they're not they're not supposed to last forever, but they really take care of them. So that's why I would never trust cars that are that I have not either inspected or have it have gotten my mechanic to look at. So you want to buy a car from B Ford or someplace? B Ford I buy because if it's coming from Japan, they're probably old lady driven. It's probably gonna be low mileage. Um if even after an inspection it's good enough. Yeah. But obviously for me I would need to, you know and this is not saying we have the money to it. No, I, this car has bankrupted me <laughs> two months in a row. <laughs> Last month it was full service and everything. Then this month they were talking about Kosoro from nowhere. I'm like, excuse me, what? <laughs> Yeah. And I got, I got scared because it was all the, the ball joint thing. So I got yeah. scared with the ball joint because we use the car every day. Yeah. So if it drops, well, 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 we don't want to be then stranded with just go get a check. But the ball joints are fine. It was just the upper control on bushings. And he even said, could you just buy the, the right side as well? Although we tested it, they're fine. But just buy the right and the two lowers. Could, if it does happen, you just it's just replacement. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go in queue for... Because when we went to uh, Cloverleaf Nissan, they said those were the last two they had. So better get them while they're still there. But I'm my I don't go now. But my was the last two they had. So my two on one side. Yeah. So just like you know, just get the to buy them. And I, when he said price, I don't care. Well, how much is it? Yeah. The mm-hmm. cars and parts over there <laughs> it needed to be stitched mm-hmm. back together and to move. And even on the pressing, the pressing actually did not go fully. They didn't fully seat because it's a replacement part, it's not an OEM part. It didn't come yeah. with it. So it wasn't the manufacturer part. It was a, yeah. a, a, a third party maker who made the thing, yeah. but it's certified. The guy just said, like, when the car sat down, that's when you saw the, 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 the sleeve slide across and then fully seat. And then we tightened the, the, the bolt. But all of that is because I, I'm really lucky because my mechanic actually cares about the cars he fixes. So if you, if you show that you care about your car, he will start pointing stuff out. Like, yeah, you need to start looking at that. You start looking at that. I know it's expensive, but it's better now rather than you doing it later. So it's, it, I don't feel like I'm being cheated sometimes, even though those prices are a little bit ridiculous. And like, you're, you're going to be a millionaire off like the three of us because yeah. it seems like every month to care with another issue. But like, again, preserving value of the thing. I don't know, Rufaro, do you feel like you're, you're putting more money that in the event that you want to get something else? Or are you not even thinking about that yet? Man, uh, touching his head, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's been down the road several times. <laughs> so this happened in November. And that's when I got the car. It was the first week of November, I think. Like, purchased. And then I arrived uh, two weeks or something like that. And we're at, like, what, start of December. Yeah. I think I'm doing it for the peace of mind of safety. Okay. 
uh, I'm not thinking about reselling it. Um, there's that whole debate, I guess, of is a car an asset or a liability, you know, uh, depreciation. You know, when you buy it, you won't get out of the dealer, it's going to drop 30% or whatever of its value. I know we're in Zim, so market trends are different. But for me, it's just like, hey, I want this car, I want to drive it. If I end up selling it, I know that me being cautious for my own safety is just going to make sure that the car is good enough to get a better value than if I'm not taking good care of it. So it's not for, I'm not doing it for resale purposes. Oh, you're doing it for, for maintenance. I'm doing it for my safety. Yeah. yeah, I'm saying it's the same thing. Like, I'm not doing it that I'm thinking of, of selling the car because yeah. of the utility of the vehicle. Yeah. I'm doing it so that I can drive it. But if the in, if an event comes up that I can trade up something else, yeah. I want to be at a point where I can leverage the price of what I'm going to get because it's it's been maintained to a level that means that it's, it, you can't see a shortfall in it. Yeah. So like what it was saying, there are cosmetic things like my door fittings and my press fittings that need to be put in. But that's not as important as the mechanical state of the car. Yeah. If it itself is not working, it doesn't matter how pretty it looks. <laughs> oh, yeah. If it's not working, then it doesn't yeah. make sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. yeah. So even for the safety point, uh, my mom, when she said, why did you, why did you change the car control? I'm like, the thing is, if it fails, like if it fails, 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 it's coming off. Mm-hmm. And as a left, that's a left eye. I'm not, I'm not dealing yeah. with that. Yeah. So it's better, it's better to suffer now. And then again, it's connected to it's a four wheel drive car. So there's, there's the axles in there. It's, it's just a lot of, it's a, it's a whole mess that's up in the front that whatever fails, just keep fixing things around it. Oh, imagine <laughs> if you don't even have the butt muscles to sense those things. <laughs> hey. Yeah. You know what? I feel for you. I actually feel for your car, to be honest. Like, yeah. You have to, you have to, you have to, you have to. It's not, it's not feeling. It's, it's, it's again listening. Like remember when, when the car was vibrating, we had to yeah. go get an alignment. Again, something I had to do. An alignment cost twelve dollars. Mm-hmm. No, ten dollars for alignment. Then, tire balancing I was two, two bucks, bucks per tire, yeah. which is cheaper than Quick Stop Total Irbabu Gravia. Twenty bucks for an alignment. Murwa le nechi, nechi. Oh no! Like, does it do? Does it tighten the bolts? Does right. it work? Like, he said with confidence, twenty bucks. I'm like. And I called Ed and I'm like, it was like, ah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, because <laughs> I still remember, because like when my, when my sister got her car, it was a Honda CRV, went to National Tire Services for for the for the alignment, and I still remember it was nowhere above ten bucks. I was like, it's a ten buck job. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those where you just want to just want to ensure that you do the shopping that he said, the spreadsheet, yeah. which I always do for gadgets, but uh, I haven't started doing for my whip coming soon. Yeah, but yeah, like it. It then helps you make those economical decisions that make car ownership not hurt as much. Yeah, because uh, at least now you you know where to save the buck without mm. compromising on the quality that you expect to be done on that car. Mm. So it's a uh, yeah, shop around. I mean, I mean, Quick Stop is good. Like their facility is really nice, but to justify double the price of National Tire Services, where almost everybody gets their their their, their, their fitment and alignment done. Like after the balancing and, and, and the alignment, the car was now proper after the, the adjustment. No more there, there was no more wobble because I did the, the steering car, the steer, the car got out of, out of alignment after the, the upper control arm failed. Yeah. So it was now a case of just readjusting everything back into alignment. And it was 12, 14 bucks, which we did, I didn't even feel. It's like, it's, it's the tire balancing, the runs 10 bucks per tire, quick stop. <laughs> $10 to balance it. I'm like, it's the same it's the same equipment they're using. But no, it doesn't make sense though. Like I think it's because it's it's proximity to Harare C B D, the more expensive things become. 
but it doesn't make sense. Like whose whose car whose car you are lining for twenty bucks? Like where's the twenty bucks to consciously waste when you can get it? The same job done by the same experienced people with the same equipment for half the price. All you need to do is go to what was that road? Second road. Yeah. Went to National Tire Service opposite uh, opposite of Coca Cola, and you get the same service, better service actually, to be honest. Because remember, when I got to do, we blocked our path, and the guys are like, since you blocked these guys, they, go first. they go first in front of you in the line. Yeah. Because they were, they've been waiting. And that was the day after the, what's it called? We had a shoot in the morning, I think. Yeah, we had a shoot in the morning. The BYD. Was it the BYD? I think it was a BYD shoot, yeah. yeah. BYD shoot, they went for the alignment. And yeah, mm-hmm. so since you kept these guys waiting, like they've got other things to do. We have to put you in front. The guy kicked up dust. But then again, they realized with the, they have to give their people, they have to give their customers quality service. And it's a nice place. Mm-hmm. Like it's a really nice place. So, I'm trying to weigh again the spreadsheet again. I didn't do a spreadsheet. Mine was mental, but I think it's also very important to then look at where your car will be serviced and how much it's going to cost for every little thing to be, you know, to buy to replace. Not not every little thing, but within reason. Yeah. So like especially tires and, and you know seasons. Knowing what the well, it's not like in Europe it's different because in Europe it's you need winter tires and then you need you know all with all, you know, all the tires. tires. Yeah. But he has more like when you're. Our tire, the tire wear here is bad because the roads are generally crap. Uh, you're going to be in potholes 90% of the time that you're driving on, on the road. My rear tires are at the point where I'm like, slicks. Yeah, January, I'm going to, I'm going to, I think about getting tires because they, they're not bad, but it's just that you can begin to see between, nah, it's, it, they're not at a point where, I thought it wasn't recording again. <laughs> Thank God that I was just going to go see. <laughs> so they're not at the point where, I'm worried, yeah. but it's January is a month with yeah, I have been having gold These ones we have to put you on, and it's all four of which again you can't go for thirty five dollar longs. You yeah. know, you have to go and you know if they're going to kill you, they're going to kill you with, yeah. with like my hundred twenty dollar tires because they said mine are one twenty four I think yeah. for one with national tire, which means Tiger wheel tire will be more expensive. Oh, mm-hmm. More expensive. So again, like, price comparison. Like for the Mercedes, I was just doing some research because I also am getting to that point of interslex. Yeah, <laughs> and the the basic ones were 135, and then the proper ones which match the quality of the ones that I have on right now, 250, eight higher. Yeah, yeah. My my what brand is that? Uh, I think it was uh, Bridgestone. Right. I it. Yeah, must have been right. something like Bridgestone. Right. And I'm looking forward to changing my tires. <laughs> and yeah, it was so it was one of those where I'm like. I understand the way the people who drive this car drive, and these 135s won't cut it. But 250? Yeah, 250 is a thousand bucks. Oh. A thousand bucks for the entire set. A thousand bucks for the entire set, yeah. So it's one of those ways, if, if you then do your shopping, you'll actually find out you can get better deals at other places that match your pocket. So, yep. Shop around. Shopping around is important. Painful, but important. Mm. Well, it, it, it's the time it takes. Because, again, the argument is none of this stuff is on the internet. Yes. Yeah. 90% of the stuff is, I think Tiger Will and Ty, I went on their website. They have the ties, but no prices. Yeah. And I'm like, what is even the point? Like, I know, okay, we can't blame them because until that whole USD, local currency, USD goes yeah. away, auction rate, whatnot. They don't want to stick out like a sore thumb. But then again, to send an email a quote, do you know how many steps it is? Just put the prices, man. Yeah. Like, just put, put the price that people know. This is why... You have to physically go to a place yeah. or call them, which takes you know minutes yeah. rather than you using data or for the internet. So all of these things should be available online. Like Transit, Transit would be with the with the amount of stock and cars they deal with, they should have a better online inventory. To be honest, 
because it, it doesn't match the the number of people who go there to ask and if you try call them the westgate guys don't answer their phones that's the closest one to me mm. they don't answer, they don't answer the phones the chase is better because it's closer i can drive there but then it means actually physically driving there because i don't even want to waste my time calling because yeah. it's just frustrating to try and call people when i'm gonna answer the phone their website they don't tell me how, how much of a single part they have left yeah and when they when you get there they'll tell you party like for example the timing belt they didn't have it in the chase they didn't have it in westgate but they did have it in town i don't know what the road is called uh i don't know which branch it is but it's close to close to sheraton yes uh that's uh robert Mugabe. yeah they had it at that branch mm-hmm. so i was like oh okay so i had, I had to go from the chase to westgate dropping me down to get it single time about but if they had an inventory that showed you the shop that had it yeah. better yet if they delivered to your home like i would I pay for the delivery because it, it's it's saving on the amount of fuel and the, the wear on the components to get to the actual place okay. so it's, it's probably better if they could start probably doing deliveries because other 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 places do like you can order stuff on amazon for your car and it'll be delivered so i don't see why it can't the same can't be done i know in, in america places like autozone and whatnot don't do deliveries but in them i think it makes sense yeah i think not even to deliver to your home but to deliver to the shop where it's going to be fixed yeah yeah so you'll be like wherever you are um i'm going to do around the part transit can you deliver it to fix i don't know if they do it but if they don't they should because it's just an it's an enormous waste of time not to have it uh, yes says <laughs> who, who, who serves this cars at cfao man so you know what I think it's about that, the convenience. Because mm. I think the headache of me doing the running around, like what you're saying, mm. to find the best deal, I think to me it was just like, okay, these guys, you know, we can to find a mechanic who can do the same surface at as close to the same, you know, level as these guys. Mm. I just felt like that was just too big of a headache for now, at least. For me to just be like, okay, for the first one, it's going to suck, it's going to be expensive, but just get it done at these guys, they do their job really well, they, they are the ones who bring the cars in Zimbabwe and service them and fix them, you know, certified license and all that. So get it done there, you're done, you cry, but you move. You know, so yeah, the expensive house or not. I understand the people who go for quick stuff, man. I understand. No. You know, going going to Quick Stop is not a bad thing, but I'm like National Tire Services has always been there, mm. and Quick Stop is only good because it's convenient. It's close. They've got a lot of little branches close by, so I get why people go there. Transit Fitment Center as well. Prices are probably comparable to on Quick Stop, which is great. There, there are more shops, but in terms of saving money on something that shouldn't be that expensive, it's probably worth it sometimes just to go and look around. I mean, when everything's working. Mm. So when we're driving the car, the only problem was just the alignment. The alignment was the issue. But everything else is pretty much working as it should. Now, alignment can hurt other things, but we weren't going, like, off-road or whatnot. Yeah. So, but when we did get the alignment done, it was at a fraction of the cost, plus we were balancing that with the 40 bucks we'd have paid quick stop. Which, again, I think looking around is important because you could be paying for something that you could be getting half the price for somewhere else. Not necessarily with the cheapest better. Yeah. But, you know, if you do your shopping and you see quality assurance, because my, my mechanic told me to go to National Tire uh, Services. So I was like, okay, we'll go check it out. But I got for eight hours a quick stop. Thinking that I would just cut the corner and then pay twenty bucks, but the twenty bucks could have used it for something else because yeah. of eight, eight bucks extra, which is a burger somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, good to remind you. We got you. So Edin, what's that? 
Oh yeah, yeah. Ah, don't worry, man. It's coming. It's coming. Um, still hashtag hunting for the funds, but <laughs> hashtag hunting. For the funds. <laughs> but yeah, it's um, it's one of those where you just see it's a necessity because um, everyone complains about where I live. They're just like, man, your place is not actually that bad, to be honest. It's just Oh yeah. You need to do, like if I'm going to a place and we're going somewhere, I need to be at least an hour early because I don't want to rush there. <laughs> the road is actually really good uh, the whole way there. Yeah. There are no potholes. The the old Mazoe road actually is like yeah. properly paved. In like a slope trial, but it's it's really nice. Mm-hmm. It's not like coming to the farthest house. Even though guys said I must do I wanted to ask because there was a big hole. Do you know Lisa? There was a there's a big hole yeah. in the in the manga manager didn't get as soon as the farthest got this car. It's like I shall not. It's the rainy season. Yeah. Fill up these potholes. That's a crazy thing. You won't see them damn potholes when it's raining. Yes. Yeah. 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 And I'm but I'm I'm impressed though. I mean, it hasn't rained that much for you to properly drive in a lot of places during the rain. But I still remember with our VW, the tires always had blisters because we would, especially the rainy season, because we would always hit potholes. And whenever you hit potholes and then blister, and then the what sucks about a blister is you can't repair that tire because it's a sidewall. It's not like the tread area where. Usually they have like radial treads that cross each other. Mm-hmm. So like there you can actually put a plug it and you can patch it up and it'll work. On the sidewall now they all go in the same direction, so it's a tear. So fixing that it's impossible. Just have to buy a new tire. So that was one of the things that you know was a bit frustrating driving in the rain. So yeah. Please fix the roads. Yeah, yeah. Now the, the state of the roads is is really deplorable. Like some of the main roads are getting better. Like Sega Road is nice now. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, over pass is not as but it's <laughs> yeah. You know what? The capacity of the roads. I think it, it's more down to they're now way too congested, which is just more wear and tear on the roads themselves. And when it rains, they're not regularly maintained. Right. So when I was at school, the when winter when winter left and the ice, you know, fell off, they knew good the ice would then exacerbate the cracks and the puddles that existed on the road from the previous season. Yeah. So it was a resurfacing exercise that happened after winter. So by the time you know summer rolled around, like with, for, for for them it was July, the roads are mostly resurfaced right. because they know good they're doing this so that you know the wear and tear that will happen, and then the winter and then the recycle again. They're, that is not happening in Zimbabwe. That is ruining the value of most cars because it's not it's not uncommon to hear motor distributor suspension because you know it's it's just the roads. I need a whole show. Suspension will be just oh man, like you get into some of these cars and you're like anything can fail because like this past week you saw how many ball joints that fell four, four five four ball joints. Oh, bulging. Like cars in the street parked by the side of the road because of bulging. Yeah. And it's not even a specific model. Hey? It's yes. just across the board. SUV, sedan, pickups, like everything. So it's, yeah, like... <laughs> bulging hit the floor, man. Like, yeah, it was like, it's the season. <laughs> it's the season. So, so yeah, it, it'll be nice to have, like, at least the potholes patched up. But even if you patch the potholes, apparently part of getting into heights who left, like, after the bridge, mm. and it's as bad as running over potholes because yeah. it's super uneven. Yeah. So, Angola, mostly, they need resurfacing. Like, I don't know why they don't, like... 
you be talking about budgets and stuff like that, but it's, it's yeah, we <laughs> <laughs> but it's like yeah, you you you'd want most roads be resurfaced yeah. regularly, especially like residential roads where my my suburbs it's yeah, yeah. because it's now just dodging, you know. They're trying with some parts, but other uh, parts yeah. like Loma Gandhi, most of it is really good, mm-hmm. except for just before Greencroft. Oh yeah, it's bad. Yeah, that section. Uh, but all the way down, if you know about the second nation, but always it's fine. It's right. good. It's possible. Harare Drive is still largely okay, mm-hmm. as far as I can tell. Border Road has never really gone down yeah. from the standard that it was. But any little access roads like in front of Border School, baby, it's it's just it's chaos. Just a mess. Yeah, it's chaos. It's a mess all the way to like St John's Day, yeah. all the way to Harare Drive, essentially yeah. that road. Just another bus around about Raga is really, it was really. Yeah. That's the only nice part, yeah. and that that the, when I had to cross it. Mm-hmm. But again, when you cross that roundabout, it's back to square back one. to square one. It's, it's not trash. <laughs> like, why did you put that thing? That was just a vanity thing that you put in the middle of the road. Mm-hmm. And why a roundabout? <laughs> why? Why? Why self-regulated in- intersections? Because they know what gates. Robots. Of which robots are the best way to go? Like you, that's if they work. True, because <laughs> regular Baba was it Harare Driver and, and what's it through? And second, 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 yeah. second extension. Yeah. They are new robots. They're brand spanking new. But man. nothing's working. Mahazads which you pinned and yeah. the scary thing about this part of the road guy, lorries. Yeah. yeah. You can never be sure could the what mood is it in? Yeah. Remember Eddie Vagunuk last time when there were four lanes in this road. Four lanes. Four lanes, yeah. And one person had blocked the, the front of the road. Yeah. It was like th- almost 30 minutes Takamu. just chilling on that intersection. Yeah, Takamu just was the illegal route to, to yeah. get to get onto the drive because it was easier than... No, we went straight on it. Yeah, we then went straight because there was a clearing. Yeah. And then, yeah, we just had to rugby scrum our way through it all the way into our drive because it was just... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was chaos. The roads don't make it better. I can imagine how much Zimbabweans pay in terms of suspension components a year. Yeah. Like if that data was available, Ooh, the millions of dollars yeah. of people just because of how bad the roads are. Yeah. Because it's it's ridiculous. To be honest, it's it's not even worth, you know. They are passing the the the, the cost on. And remember, yeah. we pay taxes on these things. Yeah. So you're like, yeah, why isn't the or why aren't these things being fixed? Because we pay about fourteen point five VAT almost everything. Yeah. So where's the money going? We pay at every toll gate. Yeah. How much toll gates making? Why is that money going back to rehabilitate the roads? So I guess it's a case of like where it lives, where would you, it's a new parliament. The road will only be dualized when they need to go to the new parliament. Yeah. It's because they need to go to that place. Mm. But without anything happening in that area, it's mostly forgotten. Mm. So again, it's not just about the places where you can see and where, you know, motorcades go through. It's largely the place where people travel. Yeah. yeah. So you can dualize highways all you want, but if the road network in the inner cities is not good enough, it's just going to create chaos. And I'm not saying highways are not important. Those, those are commercial ways. They should be dualized, and that's a really good thing. But then again, if you're not going to fix the inter- intercity, like especially the way traffic is just going to... Then there are no slip roads. Like there are no slip roads, yeah. overpasses. There's nothing to relieve. Loma Gandhi, uh, Roundabout, all those places are gridlocked. Mm-hmm. Like 4 to 7 p.m. When you go to Mira, Maxen is the same issue. Yeah. Uh, Sega Road is what was bad. Yeah. Uh, Parobot, yeah. It's, it's, so it's like... Coca-Cola. The, there's, the roads are at such a state that they're still in the area where Zimbabwe was in the 70s. They were never upgraded to a point where, except for the new lens, yeah, like I said, it was a general new lens, oh, because yeah. to give that road, you end up with a front new lens and reprieve, because that road was a mess. Yeah. That was really good to mm-hmm. put that road a, a, around, because it, it eased the pressure off each Pinamna enterprise, right? Yeah. 
So that was good. Do that for more roads. Loma Gandhi, Segaro, do let's get more more roads that relieve pressure off these like roads that have been there since Zimbabwe's Rhodesia. I'm going to rant tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you Great. Yeah. We're going to chop you off now because yeah. I'm out of battery. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's flashing. <laughs> and I might be out of storage. Ah, storage there should be fine. Well, you need to get the, 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 the videos from there so you can actually push me through that voiceover. <laughs> Do the voiceover. All right. Thank you very much for listening. Yeah, Hope all of this made sense. In economical sense. <laughs> economical. <laughs> I'm going to stop recording. Oh my god, <laughs> and I missed it. I had to. Uh, Alright, thank you guys for listening. Uh, hopefully this comes out on Sunday. If it doesn't, I'm sorry. Today's Sunday. Today's Sunday. Tomorrow's oh, Monday, back to work. Man, I'm like tired. I'm tired. No comments. Thank you ladies and gentlemen. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, I need to talk to this guy after I stop first. After, after we stop the recording. <laughs>